I could do this every day. I'm not going to, but I could. As it is today, I'm going to do this. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Red Wings 6, Penguins 3 last night in Detroit. Goals from Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, and his first in black and gold, Eric Carlson, who was absolutely unbelievable in the third period. Actually, the whole team kind of was. And there was a big rally that was going on. Detroit had a 4-1 lead. The Penguins chipped away, became 4-2, became 4-3. And they're really just continuing to pour the pressure on Vile Husso and the Red Wings defense. And they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing, but the clock wasn't on their side. And with 2.53 left in this game, with the Penguins trailing by a goal, Mike Sullivan sent the fourth line out there. That's Nolachari, Matt Nieto, and everyone's friend, Jeff Carter. Now listen, I'm not stupid when it comes to this sport, okay? Been around it all my life, been involved in it, have loved it with all my heart for all my life. So I know that a head coach can't just take his top two lines and have them shuffle back and forth at any point, no matter how desperate you are, because you're not going to get anything out of them. But in that specific situation, you've got exactly one more shift to fill. And it's going to be a short shift, but it's just going to be one. And what you can't do under any circumstance is send out the three guys who are least likely to get you a tying goal. Now, I'm not about to suggest that Lars Eller, Drew O'Connor, and Jansen Harkins were going to get that goal either. But there was probably a better chance that they would. In fact, there was definitely a better chance that they would because that line doesn't have Carter on it. I have tried, and I sure hope somebody's noticed this, I have tried to avoid this subject. I could do it every day. That's how absurd it is that Carter is on an NHL roster regardless of his contract status, regardless of anything else. He can't play the game anymore. He couldn't play it all of last season. He can't play it now. Don't get misled when he'll get the occasional breakaway and say, oh, he's at least getting chances or whatever. You saw what he did with the breakaway he got last night. There's nothing left in that tank. This was a terrific player for a lot of years in Los Angeles and for about a year and a half in Pittsburgh. And that was that. The chapter was closed. And when you watch him out there now, not even playing center, by the way. So the one you know, answer that Sullivan gave me last year at Madison Square Garden that everybody would talk about, about this, how he ranked sixth in the league in faceoffs. He doesn't even take faceoffs anymore. Doesn't even do that anymore. He's just along the boards giving the puck away and not doing 
anything else. If you think this is just a, you know, a judgment thing or grabbing the lowest hanging fruit, that's up to you. But I can also look at the natural stat trick breakdown of shot attempts from the game, of puck possession from the game, this one, and tell you that the lowest ranked player on the Pittsburgh roster, believe it or not, was not Chad Ruedel, although he was terrible, was not P.O. Joseph, although he was almost as terrible. It was Carter, dead last, the bottom of the bottom. And you can say to anybody, and the Penguins can say to anybody, wait a second, do you think Carter cost us that game? No, of course not. That's not how professional team sports work. However, the question I ask back is, did you give yourselves the best chance to win that game? Because sending Carter out there with 2.53 left on the clock needing a goal is only a symptom to the cause, which is that Carter was in the lineup at all. That has to be addressed. That's not the elephant in the room. That's the screaming herd of elephants in the room. No one on the bottom six has scored a goal yet through five games. So if it sounds like I'm only picking on one of them and it's a little bit unfair, uh uh-uh. The other guys are new. Let's see what they've got. Also, all of those guys have at least a recent history. Not Harkins, of course. I don't think he's going to last in the lineup even into the next game. But the rest of them have a, a recent history of scoring some goals. Carter's done. He's shot. Kaput. Finito. Enough of this already. I mean, there's a new sheriff in town. The sheriff watches the games. He takes notes, copious notes. I don't even know what copious means, but I know that people use it in front of notes and it sounds really good. So I just did that. But if they were, in fact, truly copious notes, they would have scribbled across the top of them. Get rid of Carter. And or something to the effect of why is my head coach deploying this guy with 253 left in a one goal game? That can't happen. It can't happen from the offensive perspective. It can't happen from the defensive perspective. And we no longer can justify it happening from a face off perspective. So what's happening here when we come back J1Q? from Allen who says unless I'm not seeing it DK why don't the Penguins screen the other goalies ever or at all it always seems like the Penguins goalie gets screened way more often than the opponents ever do is this a coaching thing or is there nobody willing to do it let's start with since you're apparently referencing something from last night's game and since you submitted this after the game the Detroit goal by Ben Sharat that was scored 521 into the second period. Uh, it looked like it might have been goaltender interference, and then it didn't look like that. Bottom line is Chad Ruedel couldn't handle his guy, and Chad Ruedel got pushed backward. And when that happens, unless the video replay 
sees direct contact between, in this case, the Detroit player and the Pittsburgh defenseman, they're going to favor the Detroit player because the contact was lost. In other words, Rue Weedle had every opportunity to either stand his ground or gain ground. And instead, he lost it. He lost ice, actually, is the term that they use. He lost ice on the play. So what you're principally referring to here is a Ruedel problem. He's not a big guy. He's never been a big guy. That didn't just suddenly pop up. He's not all that stout on the boards because he's not a big guy and not necessarily a great skater either. That's how he got beaten on the first goal, the first Detroit goal by Alex Debrinkit, who just squirted right past him. So I would say before trying to say, why can't we do this when they do this? The first problem that has to be solved here is that this third pairing, Ruedel and P.O. Joseph, has been quite bad. Mike Sullivan said afterward uh, that we expect more from these guys. Well, you can expect in one hand and you know what in the other. They just haven't been any good. And the part that's probably the most unsettling about that is that they don't play much, especially Ruedel. Chris Letang and Eric Carlson are out there for 80% of the game now. Did you know that? 80% of the game. They barely let Ruedel on the rink. And while in some cases you might be able to say, well, they're not playing enough, so they're not in a rhythm or they're rusty, too bad. You're not nearly important enough to be handed an opportunity at a rhythm. You're lucky to get a sweater. And at the other end, since you brought it up, I don't see the two things as related, obviously. I don't think you're going to see this team become the type where there's going to be a whole lot of net front presence. You're not going to see guys turning their backs to the goalie except for a really Uh, obvious and set power play formations. And this was something that I put forth over the summer, but I think that your guys who are going to be the most impactful in front of the net, don't laugh at this, are Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And so far in the very, very, very early portion of this season, they've been exactly that. Think about where Sid scored that power play goal from on his posterior down in Washington. He was right there. Look at some of the goals that Geno scored. Uh, These guys are going hard to the net for living legends that they are. But no, you don't have someone and you haven't had someone to fill the Patrick Hornquist role since Patrick Hornquist. And also, and related, you didn't have anyone like that before Patrick Hornquist. He's a unicorn when it comes to Pittsburgh. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 